BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders. Happy to be with you on this Monday. I am Adam Weiner, joined as always by Fansided's MLB Insider, Robert Murray. And as I see in the comments, yes, this is the week that the MLB offseason actually begins. Believe it and you can achieve it. Uh, shout out to everyone joining us already today, but perhaps most prominently, certainly most prominently, Robert Murray, thank you for being here. Thank you for being alive Thank you for uh, still being active and upright after your weekend away. Uh, how are you doing, man? I'm uh, I'm not operating at 100% for sure. I spent four days in Vegas, and let me tell you, that was uh, that was an adventure. I would I would never recommend spending more than like two or three days in Vegas. But I was there for one of my best friends' bachelor party, so I had to suck it up. But I had a great time. Off season, still doing its thing. I do anticipate comic things being kind of right here that this might be the off season that it actually heats up or the might be the week that it finally heats up. Let me rephrase that. Um, but before we dig into that, Adam Winder, how are you? I'm doing well. I, I saw some, uh, we're going to get to the all-star questions in a bit. Of course, the all-star only zoom is tomorrow night, five o'clock Eastern time. Uh, reiterating that. That will also be recorded. Of course, if you can't make it, had a couple of people be like, I'm going to be five minutes late. All good. You can be five minutes late. You can be seven hours late and watch it on replay. But we got you covered. Um, Going to get to some of those questions in a bit. couple early questions were, is my dog okay? After, again, ingesting marijuana last week. 100%. You would never know. Little guy's back to normal. I'm going to do a uh, – I'll do a dog cameo by end of show. I'd probably be waking him up a little bit. But, but when we're getting ready to wrap it up, I'll go grab him uh, during the final ad read. You guys can go look at him and hang out. Uh, for a little bit. This show is sponsored today by DraftKings. DraftKings offering a fantastic sign-up bonus for new users. You can place that $5 first bet on anything to instantly claim $150 in bonus bets. You will also be rewarded with a separate no-sweat single-game parlay every single day when you opt in. That's what saved me yesterday when I put a a fun little single-gamer on uh, Houston and Baltimore. Lost. Got to do another big single-gamer on the Bills and Chiefs. And I'm pleased to report I also lost. The best part is that you'll receive both rewards even if your first bet loses, like mine. I'm a big loser. When you join DraftKings, make sure to sign up with our code BASEBALLINSIDER. Using our code BASEBALLINSIDER, singular, not only gets to these great bonuses, but it also directly supports our podcast. If you've been considering signing up for DraftKings, 
Make sure to use the code BASEBALLINSIDER to maximize your first bets and parlays. This offer is only available to new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. And while you're on YouTube, why don't you hit that join button, become a member of the Baseball Insiders, either at the rumor mill level where you get access to a private conversation between shows with Robert and myself, or at the all-star level where you get priority questions in the stream, private stream. Again, that's tomorrow night, as well as another private channel uh, for more questions, more access, more FaceTime. Seeing a lot of you all-stars and rumor mill members here in the comments. As always, faithful audience members, you show up even when my dog doesn't. And uh, shout out to all y'all, but I'd recommend you join that Discord, of course. And comment on the video if you can't figure out the particulars, our producers will help talk you through it. No, that is exactly right. I, I, I'll tell you, like, the Discord is, is something that I was even active in while I was in Vegas, which, um, yeah, I'm a dedicated guy to the Discord. I, I like giving people the scoops, like answering questions, like doing all sorts of different stuff like that. So could not recommend joining that more. Uh, you'll be the most informed fan in baseball. Um, and, yeah, I'll tell you, I think this is – I think we're finally going to get some action this week. And I know of a few things that are starting to move in a particular direction. So that's kind of a nice thing for sure. Uh, should we, you want to get started with this, Mr. Wider? What do you think? I think we should get going. Uh, well, I wanted to talk about trade candidates first, because we obviously have a couple deals to run through. Uh, last episode, we did an update on the stagnant markets of Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell, both of whom were have been non-participatory in this offseason so far. Um, we're going to obviously get to some of the relievers who did move last week, including the biggest name on the market in Josh Hader, as well as a potential inevitable fit down the line. But the trade market is, is, is sort of – a lot of people are scorning the free agent market. Like, why, why are we not saying – why are 20 of the 50 MLB trade rumors based free agents not moving? You know, why, why are we stuck here? I would add that the trade market has also been similarly stuck. We heard tell of Corbin Burns, Dylan Cease, Willie Adamas, Shane Bieber, even down to Lazardo, Emmanuel Classe, Luis Arise, and the rest of the Marlins rotation. We were sort of, you know, at least flagged the possibility of a bunch of blockbuster trades this offseason. It feels like either these names are being taken off the market entirely or taken off and reserved for midseason. So I guess to begin this conversation, where is the trade market at right now? Are, are any of these names still even being considered or have they mostly been pulled off uh, the market? And if this isn't moving, then what is? Yeah, so to, to first answer the question that is in the chat, yes, I do have a Stanley. Um, I I ended up getting that. It was a Christmas present for my girlfriend. So that was uh, that's the explanation behind that. But as far as the trade market goes, it is moving at a relatively like slow pace. And if you look at guys like Corbin Burns and Dylan Cease, I anticipate them. Look, Burns, I think Burns is very, very likely going to start this season with the Brewers. Cease, you can never rule out a trade, but I think it's trending toward a direction where it's probably unlikely this offseason. Then you look at some other guys, Willie Adamas. The Brewers have signaled to certain people that Adamas, they plan on having him on the opening day roster, which lines up with what Matt Arnold ended up telling us at the at the GM meetings uh, and the winter meetings as well. Um, then you look at the Cleveland Guardians. They are one of the more intriguing teams here as far as potential trade pieces. And if you look at Shane Bieber and you look at Emmanuel Classe, you 
I think I think Bieber has a very, very, very good shot of remaining in place. I don't anticipate him being traded. Clause A, you can never really rule out because the demand for relief pitching is so great. But what do teams love more than anything? They love cheap relief pitching. And like you can get that on the free agent market, and you can also get that in a trade here with the Guardians. But he's under club control for a few years. He is also signed very cheap, and that's going to make him a very um, – it's going to make him an expensive trade target for a lot of these teams. So it could be tough to pull off a trade. I anticipate him staying in place despite interest. Can, I, I would not rule out a trade, though. I think that one um, has more of a shot than the other players that I've listed, but I still anticipate him staying in place. But what the common denominator here basically is that the trade market, at least the names that have been mentioned publicly, is moving at a really slow pace. And it's going to make for a very frustrating offseason. It's going to make a, a frustrating offseason even more frustrating. And there's one potential wild card here. I think it could be the Miami Marlins. And as John Heyman ended up writing, like they're open to anything and everything involving the trade market. That includes um, basically anyone not named Sandy Alcantara and Yuri Perez. Uh, like Luis Arise is surely going to be someone that teams are interested in. Don't think he's going to end up getting getting traded. Um, and I was told an extension there is really, really unlikely, um, at least at this point. So it's going it, to the Marlins could end up being a team where, I mean, they got the starting pitching depth where they could trade like a, a Cabrera type and they can overcome that for sure. I don't think Le, uh, Jesus Lazardo is particularly likely either. I think he's he's very it's very likely he's going to start the season in Miami. Basically, this is my long-winded version of saying don't expect much trade activity, at least for the names that we just mentioned. I'm certainly not. Uh, I've I've grown to expect next to nothing. Um, I mean, I don't know why. Uh, there was a sort of a look. If you're monitoring this from a Yankees perspective, I think it was in Ken Rosenthal's notes this morning that said the Marlins, like you said, are interested in dangling Edward Cabrera and want a shortstop in return. Uh, well, guess who? The, the Yankees know that. The Marlins know that. The Yankees have Oswald Peraza, but there hasn't been a trade there yet, which would indicate those two ties are not interested in exchanging those assets with one another. And uh, so that leaves you with Cabrera sort of dangling, but I can't figure out the fit. It would make perfect sense that he'd go somewhere. The other names being held until the deadline, because there will be increased competition then, and teams will know more about their place in the standings at that juncture. So we had grand designs, but the Brewers have no interest in moving off to enormous assets now when they could very well be competing for a wild card or the central by the time July rolls around. And if not, there they go. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. And I'll tell you, if I was a Brewers, that's a really difficult position here. And it is, I mean, you want to compete, but also the fact that you have two of the most valuable guys in the trade market. And you could even argue three in Corbin Burns, Willie Adamas and Devin Williams. I would like, I firmly anticipate Burns leaving as a free agent. And if you end up letting him go and only getting like a qualifying offer in return or like, or a draft pick in return, um, that's tough. I mean, you can still get a, a like a meaningful piece or two um, at like at the deadline, but it still wouldn't be what the hall is um, or what it would be for right now. And sports fan, I see you asking here about. I was uh, gonna ping, yeah, I was gonna ping. Cause yeah, like yeah, you've seen you ask this a few times in the last couple of minutes. Um, Tariq Skubal. Um, that's the thing here is that 
with the starting pitching market so limited with options, you can make the case. Well, actually, let me. I want to. Boy, I, I don't. I don't know the answer to this, honestly. I, I genuinely don't. But if they want to get creative, and the trade market's so like it's so limited, you, they can possibly get creative there and listen and see what's out there. But um, I can't say I've heard anything there. Well, uh, I feel like this is the contention year, or at least the wild card contention year for the Tigers. So I too would be surprised if they decided to cut bait on someone who. I think many agree if they do make that leap is going to be a core part of that. So uh, it would make perfect sense. They would keep that situated at least to begin the season. You can't just reload every yeah. off season. At some point you have to keep the assets. No, exactly. And like the moves that they've made so far, like they've indicated that they want to compete. And if you end up like another thing too, is that um, when you hire a guy like AJ Hinch, you can't be in rebuilding mode forever. And Scott Harris is someone who, is extremely highly thought of throughout the industry and like they're getting the tigers it's like it's that organization was in a bad spot when they inherited that team from alavila like let's make that abundantly clear um but they're doing a good job in getting themselves out of there uh out of that spot into a better position and i anticipate scoball being a big part of that and that's why i would be surprised if they moved on from him especially because if you look I'm looking right now. He is a free agent in 2027. He's controllable. He's cheap. That's the kind of guy you you keep and build around and not just ship off. I would tend to agree. And and again, AJ Hinch, too professional a manager to just deal with this last place team for, for too long. Um, before we move on to a couple specific names and questions, uh, none of these names are going to get traded before opening day, most likely without with the Guardians sort of being in the – I don't know, what quadrant of the pie would you say, like 20%, 15%, who knows? Um, we've heard a little bit about the mid-tier starting pitching market waking up a little bit. Also, the relievers, we have hard Evan to that at the end of last week. Um, what areas are you monitoring this week, next week, if you think things are waking up a little bit? Yeah, I think it's going to continue to be a run here on relief pitching, and I think it's going to be in a run on starting pitching. And uh, I think some of the mid-tier names, kind of like a, a Hinjin Ryu or a James Paxton or an Alex Wood or names like that, um, I think those are those could be ones to watch here um, in the coming week or two. And relief pitching, there's plenty of different players on the market besides, like even with Josh Hader and Robert Stevenson off the board, um, I, I think there's plenty of good options that are out there. I think one that is really kind of underrated at least nationally, is Keenan Middleton. He is someone that I think, uh, especially last year, he really showed a lot, and he's going to end up being um, – I think he could end up getting a pretty nice multi-year contract here for agency. And there has, in fact, as has been reported, um, there's been conversations with, with the Yankees in regards to Middleton, but I am told nothing is close there. Um, but he is someone that is on their radar, along with like a guy like Hector Neris. Um Although I don't know that I don't know where that that one stands, but as far as Naris, because I mean the Astros were involved there for sure, um, but I can't imagine they're going to be in now that they have Josh Hader. I know we're going to be diving into the Hader thing in a little bit. Um, the Rangers have interest, but they're also I'm told looking at other relievers in addition to Naris. So that is I mean there's plenty of options there. So like it's but the the market is flush with options, and I would anticipate those guys 
um, really being like, or those particular markets being the ones that are the most active in the next week or two here. I liked Middleton himself, uh, sort of. He put up a picture of him in a Yankees hat on Instagram with the caption, like, mood. And some Yankee fan was like, you sign with the Yankees? And his response was, no. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, another another thing that I enjoyed, too, is, like, Middleton posted that picture that there was fans on Twitter acting like they had sources saying that it was happening. <laughs> and it's like, and then you check on it, and, like, you're, you're told, no. Like, what are you talking about? And I'm like... Yeah, it's it's yeah. People who pretend to have sources like that is pretty funny. I enjoy that, but um, yeah, it's, it's crazy, 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 or a crazy state of the of what these times are. I guess you know. Yeah, my sources for to be fair, Keenan Middleton's Instagram story is my source most of the time. So sometimes I'm like, hey, sources say Keenan Middleton's having a nice dinner, and it's immediately confirmed by checking Keenan Middleton's Instagram story um let's uh let's let's go let's go into the hater stuff a little bit because we did get uh i mean quite likely the biggest bullpen move of the offseason you'd have to imagine no one's gonna top the largest present day value for any reliever so josh Hader probably gonna walk away with that crown at the end of the year he goes to houston the astros make a splash move after losing kendall graveman for the year and phil maton probably naris uh to free agency they lost a lot of innings in that bullpen they didn't lose any pedigree. They got a Brayu, Ryan Presley, and Hader now lined up. Robert Stevenson, who we heard a lot about as a dark horse candidate to really get paid, got three years, $33 million from the Angels. Uh, and that's an arm, you know, laugh at the Angels all you want, but that's an arm the Dodgers coveted. That's an arm a lot of top teams coveted. Uh, you just had to spend a couple of minutes in the Discord to see people sending Robert Stevenson to their teams. Uh, what's the industry appraisal of these two relatively large relief deals obviously one is seismic he doesn't beat edwin diaz in total value but he beats him in present day value and the other is a guy who you tell me last offseason robert stevenson's getting 33 million dollars i ask if there's a robert stevenson i've never heard of who isn't the reliever because i don't get that at all and it made sense it did oh absolutely and like to start with hater um he was he was always going to try to beat Edwin Diaz's deal. And in terms of present day value, he beat that. And he ended up getting 19 million a year, which is a really, really strong deal. And he also got a no trade clause in it too, no options. It was, it was, to me, it was a really strong contract. And I remember as soon as the news came out that Hader was going to the Astros, it was instant praise um, for the player uh, and the deal, because getting $19 million for a reliever, especially on a five-year contract, it's a damn, damn good deal. And if they have other agents praise that deal, um, says a lot about it. But I think this deal was particularly done because of the Astros' desperation for a reliever, because they ended up losing Kendall Graveman most likely for the remainder of the season, and they needed to do something. And they were in on Hector Neris, but Hader was always a player that they wanted. And the deal got done like that because it was at about five days before that, I had heard Hader was nowhere close to signing. And all of a sudden, the night before the deal happens, you hear it's it's at the goal line. And I, I was told it was first in goal at the 10. And ultimately, a deal ended up getting done. And the Astros, they needed to make a move. They ended up getting Hader, who is he's in the conversation, at least statistically, to be the best reliever in baseball history. That is how good he has been. And I know people are going to say, well, what about Trevor Hoffman? What about Mariano Rivera? 
I'm not forgetting those guys, I promise. But if he continues at this pace, he's going to end up being in that conversation. And I'm told now that he has that long-term deal, he's going to be open to different usage. And that could end up being multi-innings. I mean, he's going to he like publicly, at least I think, if I remember correctly what Dana Brown said, they're going to use him. Like they're still going to figure out what role Presley's going to end up being in or what role Hader's going to be. But if you're paying a guy $19 million, he's going to, he's going to have the ninth inning. And I think this is finally going to be the time where he ends up going more than one inning uh, if he's needed. So um, good signing for, for Hader, good signing for the Astros and a good deal all around uh, for Hader, who is now the highest paid reliever in baseball history, at least from a present day value. And that was a long winded answer for Josh Hader. Um, Robert Stevenson deal. That was another one where I had other, other agents and other teams reach out and they're just, they were impressed by that $11 million out annual average value. And to me, for the, for the angels, this signals the first of a bunch of moves that are yet to come. I like, I would not rule out a Bellinger or a Snell type. Like they have sniffed around that market for sure. I still am of the belief that it's unlikely and, but I have said it continually on this show that it depends on how Artie Moreno wakes up that certain day. He is as unpredictable of an owner as possible, but he is also a guy that likes the big move. And those would be two big moves. Or well, let me uh, let me rephrase that. They're not getting both. I want they're they're not getting both. Um, but yeah, like the the Angels, and I'm getting questions in here asking what exactly they're looking at. They're looking at starting pitching. They're looking. They're, they've looked at relief pitching, and now they got it with Stevenson. They got. They're looking at uh, infield help. They are looking at um, outfield help. Like you want to know who I think could be of interest to them. Like this is just. I wonder if like they, they could use some more infield depth. I wonder if a guy like Joey Votto would make sense there. I wonder that you know. I still think that whoever gets Votto and whoever gets Brandon Belt, you're going to be looking at yourself in June being like, I'm glad we did that. That makes sense. Like, there are a lot of interesting free agents still available, and a lot of energy is being paid to the Bellinger, Snells, and Montgomery's who aren't signing yet. But there are guys in this mid-tier who are going to make significant differences. J.D. Martinez, Justin Turner, Reese Hoskins. Uh, shout out to Jr. the Kid 777 in our all-star chat too for asking about the Angels' next steps. So we addressed that. I was about to if we hadn't. Uh, but another great question from the all-stars in the Discord uh, was about that mid-tier. Uh, Josh asked, do quote-unquote lower-tier Boris clients like Reese Hoskins wait until Bellinger and Chapman sign? Uh, I think there's a lot to be mined from that so-called lower-tier and I think a team like the Mets that keeps getting thrown into the comment section here uh, by uh, our GNY Mets report guy, Grant, um, they're probably going to need a DH. And there are plenty of effective DH options to be perused through. Mets, Brewers, uh, perhaps the Reds will be looking. The Padres should be looking. What do you think about these lower tier free agents, quote unquote? Uh, the Cubs, that's a Hoskins team. Uh, there you go. Are those guys waiting around? Yeah, I think... My my guess is a guy like a Hoskins signs before Bellinger. Um, I, Bellinger to me is screams a guy who is going to be on the market come February. Um, that could change depending on if a team gets desperate because we just saw what ended up happening here with Josh Hader and the Astros. Like the Astros got desperate and instantly put their foot on the gas pedal to try to get that deal done. But I think Hoskins ends up signing before Bellinger. I think we're going to end up seeing some some DH movement 
here for sure. Um, I, I know we've talked about on the show, I mentioned Jorge Soler and what his market could look like. That involves the Blue Jays. Uh, the Diamondbacks have been involved there. Um, I had mentioned the Mets. I don't know where they, that stands now because uh, I saw Andy Martino, who is very plugged in with the Mets, say that they have around like $10 million more to spend uh, this offseason and, and, or to add to the payroll, I should say. And he's going to command a contract that's going to be more than that. So there I'm talking, so that could make it unlikely. That's just me dot connecting or whatever, um, not me firmly reporting anything. I just want to make that clear uh, for all the aggregators out there. Um, but now is I, the like, time I, in the show when I search your Twitter handle to see which aggregators are watching today. That's one of my favorite parts of the show. So I'm doing it now. Yeah, because I'll tell you, like I'm getting uh, I'm, I'm getting notifications. I mean, MLB deadline news. He's an avid watcher of the show. He loves to aggregate it. He does it the right way, though. I will yeah. I will say that he's of all the aggregators out there. That guy does it the best. So shout out to whoever runs that account. Um, but like the, the DH market's got to see some movement. I mean, as far as like, I mean, the Solar types, or if we go to other hitters, I mean, Adam Duvall. I don't it like. I don't believe that signing is close, uh, despite some indications publicly. Uh, otherwise, I don't think that's close. Um, but I, I think, based on my conversations with other people around the league, I, I think it's going to end up being a pretty active week or next two weeks. And then leading up into spring training, there's certainly going to be players that are that are on the market come on pitchers and catchers report for sure. Um, but I, I think we're going to see a good amount of movement here in the next 14 to 21 days. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's very funny because I think we've, I've been conditioned at least for January to be about this slow. Like this feels like a normal January. I mean, December was the jarring month where I was like, shit always goes down. Like where, where's the, where's the shit? I'm like looking around over my shoulder. January, this feels normal. But then again, look at the sheer volume of talent that still remains unsigned. And it only feels normal because in a normal off season, it might be this slow, but this, uh, this was not a normal November or December, and so we are left with a big pile. The questions, not to even be reductive about it, but the questions that are like, are, are, are some of these guys going to be unsigned when spring training starts? People are reporting to spring training in less than three weeks. Like People are going to be unsigned into March, uh, you would have to think, and, and significant names. Yeah, I, there's, there's definitely going to be people that are unsigned come, come pitchers and catchers reporting time, and it's this has been a really frustrating off season and the fact that it's just been so slow. Like I get everyone who's been frustrated here. Um, but I'll tell you, it's, it sucks. This is a tough one, but, uh, like, especially considering we have probably what 30 of the top 50 guys that are still on sign in terms of free agency. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's gotta be movement at some point. And I think, I think based on my conversations early on, 
there is going to be there's going to be movement. But um, man, I, I'm just curious. Like it's a matter of just how many players are on sign come pitchers and catchers reporting. Like it's they're not all going to be signed by then, um, and we're going to end up seeing some stuff happen. But um, the, during spring training, but man, oh man, I, I cannot remember an off season ever like this, and it just yeah, it's just where we are right now, you know. Even the teams that have done the most, like the Dodgers, I mean, we, we see the comment section asking, they, they still need a fifth starter if Walker Bueller is not going to start the season there. It could be internal. They have plenty of top prospects there, and I accidentally misspoke on a show once and, and tried to minimize the impact of the top prospects. It's not that I don't think they're good. It's just that, you know, they've already been shopping like crazy. I would have looked, I would have thought they would go external to start the season. Uh, and in the all-star chat, we had Dodgers fans asking about the relief market, about Tanner Scott, about Jacob Junis. Like, are the Dodgers still in on these top options? Uh, that comes from punk rock poppy, who please never change your screen name because I always want to cite <laughs> you on the show. Keep it that forever. I want to say that myself. Yeah, they – I can't – to me, I can't anticipate them being in the market for like the top, top, top names here. Yeah, I think it's going to end up being a something where um, they they like they have to like that's the thing is they have to add though to that rotation. To me, they still have to add to the bullpen, and like they could still use. I mean, they could still use like some other players on offense too. Like, so the Dodgers to me should not be done, but I think the just the impact of guys that they add isn't going to be to the caliber of what they ended up doing this early this offseason. That being said, that being said, I do wonder like with all the moves they've made like this offseason and added it to the roster to from what it was last year, there's players who are going to want to be in LA and I wonder if they could take less to go there because we saw it last year with Nelson Cruz. He ended up signing with the Padres for 1 million dollars, which he had offers elsewhere that was going to pay him a lot more um, or a, a decent amount more. I think a lot more is probably stretching it there. Um, but I wonder if that could end up being the case here for the Dodgers. But they're going to add, but just I would not think it's going to be the high-end market here uh, either. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like they haven't – it's not like they haven't done enough in the high-end market. But uh, no, exactly, yeah. They're, but they're when you spend up 1.3 bill on the guys, I mean, I think you're – um, I think you're, 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 you have the right to not spend on the rest of the, or the high end market for the rest of the off season. Yeah. Where have you guys been? Hey, aggregators aggregate this. I'm calling out the Dodgers. I demand they spend more money in the high end market. Help somebody out. Give Cody Bellinger his next deal. Um, there was some, there was some loose. We got a lot of Cubs people I know on the show. So, I mean, there was some loose speculation. Mark Feinstein had a column run this weekend that said there is quote widespread belief within the industry that Bellinger and the Cubs reunite. Um, inevitable might feel strong, but while we talk about that fit, uh, we talked about Jordan Montgomery and the Rangers just circling each other last week on the show. Are Bellinger and the Cubs still circling each other at this point, or could a team, a, a man like Artie Moreno, could somebody step in and, and, you know, put a wrench in the relationship? Or is that another situation where it's being held up just because? So I, I saw the report that a reunion is like inevitable between the, the Bellinger and the Cubs, but like, that's the thing is if it was inevitable, wouldn't it have happened already? Like the, clearly the Cubs don't want to pay what Bellinger is asking for. And that's the reason he's still on the market. And when a player lingers on the market for this long, like nothing is inevitable. And they could, there could be a team like the angels that hops in, 
There could be another team that gets desperate and wants him. There could, it's just a lot of different factors. And I think saying anything is inevitable is a really dangerous game to play. Um, but that being said, like a reunion between Bellinger, and the Cubs makes a whole lot of sense because the Cubs need to add to that offense. They need to add to that lineup because where it is right now and what the state of that team as is, it's lesser than what it was last year. And I know the Cubs are really high on what Craig Council can do for that team and how he can end up maximizing that roster, but he needs high end players to get them from a, like a playoff team in order to a world series team. And that's why I think they're going to, that's why I think they're going to be one of the more aggressive teams for the remainder of the off season, but nothing is inevitable. Um, and there's a lot of things that that team can still figure out like Jed Hoyer, contrary to popular belief is not sleeping. Um, he is maintaining conversations with teams. He's maintaining conversations with agents and he's seeing what's out there, but he is not going to overspend. He is going to do deals that are right for the Cubs. We've seen that early on so far. He operates in silence. Cubs fans, I'm telling you, remain patient. Jed Hoyer is not done. Um, it just may be taking a little bit longer than a lot of people would hope. I would be remiss. I think I'm going to ask before we sign off for you to just open up the notebook and anything I forgot to address, we'll get to. But we are getting some Yankees questions. And uh, bizarrely enough, there was also a little tidbit in that fine sand column that said the Yankees pre Stroman offer to Blake Snell was the only offer that has been presented to Blake Snell so far. That feels like a question of semantics. But it does have my Yankee fan friends being like, are we the only team in on Blake Snell? Uh, there's no way, because I would say that the Yankees probably aren't even in on Snell at this juncture. The fact that they couldn't come to a conclusion there or a midpoint is the reason behind the Marcus Stroman fit. But is that commensurate with what you've been hearing? And and if he has received other offers, where are they coming from? And what, what are you smelling in that market? Yeah, there's... Um... As far as smelling in the Snell market, I'm sorry. Yeah, what are you smelling out there? Yeah, well, so basically I saw what what was reported there that the Yankees are the only team that has made an offer. I cannot confirm that on my end, but I do know there has been interest elsewhere in Snell. It's just the, I think the big holdup at this point is the, the price. And if that comes down at all, then you know Scott Boris is agent. He is not a guy who typically moves his asking price down. Um, couldn't it could keep teams hesitant to end up going to that price, but um, there's other teams that are involved in the snow market besides the angels or b besides the, uh, the Yankees. I mean, sorry, that was uh, misspeaking. That wasn't me accidentally sharing some info, um, but no, that was just me misspeaking, but there's more teams that are involved in the snow market. I just can't confirm the, the amount of offers that he's gotten there. Um, but as far as uh, I'll just go through some comments here in the chat here, are the pirates yeah. close to any deals? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can we get that aggregated? I want that aggregated. That's what a dead yeah, man like. I'll handle this. Uh, not yeah. at all. Not even a little. No. <laughs> I sorry. I had to do it. But yeah, that answer <laughs> that was no. Uh, any news in Mike Clevenger's market? Uh, nothing close as far. Let's see. How many Montgomerys to the Red Sox are we talking? Um, I'm assuming you're talking about Jordan Montgomery. I don't know if any. I mean, maybe Mike Montgomery. Colson, um, Benny, yeah. Oh, good, good shot. I forgot about Colson. But as far as Jordan, I, I think that price is going to be too high for the Red Sox unless it comes down, uh, especially considering the owners' comments most recently. That is not 
an encouraging sign for the amount they're going to spend this off season. So I would get your, I would not get your hopes up there. Um, let's see. I'm going to keep going through, through the comments here. Um, let's see Grinky back to Casey. Um, I mean, I, he likes it in Kansas city. I'll, I'll say that. I just don't know how much, how much more the, the Royals have to spend. And they did just add two starting pitchers in Seth Lugo and Michael Walker. So the need for a guy like that is lesser, but he likes it in Kansas city, Kansas city likes him. So I guess you can't rule anything out there. Um, when is the Stevenson deal going to be announced? Uh, I don't think it'll be too long. And I mean, I think the physical is, is coming up here shortly. Um, let's see brewers in the DH market. I think so. What I do know about the Brewers is that they've shown interest in Garrett Cooper. They have shown interest in Carlos Santana. They have been looking at first baseman types. Um, I haven't heard of any traction there, but that is they're, they're certainly poking around in that space there for sure. Uh, Blake Snell to the Yankees, I don't think that's particularly likely. It's official. Uh, Blake just texted me that he and Keenan Middleton are on Keenan Middleton's Instagram story, and they locked out and down. They're both having a nice dinner. <laughs> Boy, I wonder what they're having for dinner. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mets relief pitching targets. Aroldis um, Chapman was reported. I think it's gonna they're gonna probably go in a different direction. Um, but um, that is Chapman is someone that they like, and they've had they had conversations with Brent Suter. So clearly they're looking for um, clearly they're looking for a left-handed reliever for the Mets, and I would anticipate them adding one. I just don't know which one. Uh, Jacob Z is saying, eat the message, bud. Uh, Jacob Z, Canyon owns you. Uh, so just don't forget that because Canyon absolutely owns you. And now so do I. So there you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, Red Sox in general, just don't get your hopes up there. Uh, Fernando Rodney, um, maybe he wants to get back in Major League Baseball, but I can't anticipate that being particularly likely. So yeah. there we go. Padres news, uh, Preller sleeps. Job well done. I mean, this is that's a power, what a powerhouse plow through the comments there. I was just gonna be like, I was just gonna give you like, hey, let's do some Red Sox chat. And we'll we call it a day. And you just addressed it's that's what we call fan service right there from the one and only Robert Murray. There you go. We got to do it. That's um, yeah. That's that's what we do here at the Baseball Insiders. We give the people what they want. We um, we give them answers, and we tell Jacob Z that I own them. So yeah, on occasion. By the way. Yeah, Grant, I appreciate that because Tyler O'Neill is absolutely jacked. Um, I am not the size of Tyler O'Neill, but I have gotten Mike Soroka before. I've gotten that from probably about five different people that I look like him. So um, between Soroka and Tyler O'Neill, that's a pretty good combo. I'll take that. Yeah, I've never gotten anybody. I used to, I used to get Tyler Hansbrough in college, but it's been a long time. So if anybody has a lookalike for me, uh, drop it off in the comments. Comment uh, if you want to get it. If maybe get in the Discord, then drop it off. I could use one, even if it's somebody who I look at and I'm like, eh, I don't look like that guy. I would still enjoy hearing it from you. Uh, become a member if you aren't yet. Join the Discord at either the Rumor Mill tier or the All Star tier. Come in here and uh, drop off a drop off your questions. We'll have a private All Star Zoom. We've got one coming up on Tuesday, January twenty third, five p.m., leading right into the Hall of Fame election announcement who do you got in your hall of fame class by the way robert i think um if it were up to me i'd put all four of the top dudes in i put beltre mauer helton wagner in there and i think carlos beltran should be in this year too but he's not gonna be audrey jones is not gonna be and i think wagner's gonna miss it by like three votes i think wagner's gonna miss it by like a crazy number and then he gets in next year but i don't know what your take is there 
Yeah, I'll be honest. I have not done a lot of research on the Hall of Fame stuff. I typically I've done way like, too much. I've been like refreshing the spreadsheet like a crazy person. Yeah, I'll tell you. I, I typically I stay away from it. It's there's so many people who get so worked up over it. I just decide to stay out of it. So that's um, yeah. I what what is his name uh, that does the the Hall of Fame tracking? Yeah, Ryan Thibodeau, not Mr. Tibbs. Uh, just a a, yep. a public awesome. service, an unmatched public service. This guy's the best. Yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, he's as good as it gets. I could not recommend more following him, uh, especially for Hall of Fame stuff. But I'm I'm, I'm, st- I'm staying out of it. I'm I'm staying out of it. Well, today's show is, of course, uh, always eternally sponsored by joining the Discord. Also sponsored, as I said earlier, by DraftKings. The code is Baseball Insider. Gets you 150 in bonus bets if that if you put that five dollar first bet on anything you instantly claim. The bonus bets, you get a separate no-sweat single-game parlay every single day when you opt in, as long as you are a new user. So get in there in time for the conference championship games. Sorry, Bills fans. Should I go bring the dog in? Should I say farewell with the dog? I feel like I probably should. I think you absolutely should. Yeah. All right. Give me give me five seconds. Yeah, we, we need we need the puppy here. But, hey, while, while Adam's doing his thing there, I appreciate everyone who's tuning in uh, to the Baseball Insiders here. And, yeah, get, Canyon, you you do own Jacob. Don't let him tell you otherwise. Um, but hey, while Adam's doing his thing here, has anyone, anyone got any questions for me? I'll answer some more. Anyone well, got any look, questions? Look there when we you, go. Yeah, when it. when you hear that uh, you got a little a little guy who's uh, you know the face of marijuana consumption in this country, um, this is who you're talking to. So everyone, be very careful when you utilize substances, whether they are legal or otherwise um and and biscuit has told me that he is in on cody bellinger so the market <laughs> has gotten one one dog deeper there you go that's that's what uh, bellinger turns out he does have a market after all with 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 your puppy being in there so that we like that it's always, it's a, good, it's always a good thing we um, appreciate you all uh thanks for checking in on the dog of course shout out to the all-stars join us next uh show that'll be thursday but if you're in the all-star call that'll be tomorrow and recorded for posterity. Yes, Jacob Z Biscuit owns you. Uh, <laughs> shout out to everybody for dropping by. As always, robust crowd today, despite very little movement after the hater news. But hopefully we get some fun ones coming up soon. Uh, for Robert Murray, I am Adam Weinrib. But Robert, we can't do this show without you. So I thank you for rallying and showing up and being great today, as always. Yeah, I appreciate you. I appreciate everyone who's tuned in. And I, like, I want to just address this one question before we go. Mm-hmm. Um, hurricane rain. Uh, can, can I genuinely say any deal is close? I wouldn't say close, but I know of a few that are starting to progress. So I'll, I'll, I'll give that much. And if you, I'll tell you, I'll, this is my incentive to join the discord right now. If you end up joining the discord, I will put in there when this player is close to signing. Um, could not like it'll be on there before anything is public. So you will be literally the most informed fan in baseball. Just join the Discord. That's that's your incentive to join. But I appreciate everyone who's tuned in. I'm glad Biscuit is okay now. Um, Adam, well, I'll see you tomorrow in the uh, in the All Stars chat. Then Thursday. Wait, I think we got a show on Thursday, don't we, Adam? I think we do. I think we do. I believe we do. Let's go, baby. Well, I'll see everyone then who's not in the All Star chat on Thursday then. Yes, sir. That's how it's done for Robert Murray and Biscuit. I am Adam Weiner, but we will see you later in the week. Turn your notifications on. Take care, everybody. Thank you, everybody.